This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana, and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real-life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to mindsetwellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date. And use code seeing other people at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Um, hey, I'm Kristen. I'm 33. Um, I'm based in Toronto. And uh, this is sort of my dating chronicles, which is <laughs> an interesting time to be uh, single in, in 2022. Yeah, I love the the dating chronicles kind of angle of it because I feel like there are so many times where I, I do these episodes about a very specific topic, but some of my favorite episodes of Unfiltered and just general seeing other people episodes are the episodes where I'm just sitting down with someone talking about what's been going on in their dating lives because it's just so <laughs> real and raw and relatable and like like holy shit sometimes you know and I have a feeling that that's where this is gonna go <laughs> yeah it's a bit of like same same but different like you can yeah. very much relate to your girlfriend's stories about it but you're also like but that also hasn't happened to me so there's right. a, a mix of both for sure so what is currently going on in your dating life <laughs> I love the, uh, <laughs> the instant <laughs> chuckle the nervous giggle the like silent judgment from my my circle of friends um so I'm single um, I have a <laughs> on off sort of friends with benefits situation that I can lean on, um, that I've had for a year, a year. Okay. Uh, We're definitely yeah. going to ask questions about this. Yep. Yep. It's contentious within everyone else's life. They're like, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not on the dating apps at the moment. I'm just taking a much needed pause. Um, feels like you're saying hi to the regulars every time you get the app back. You're like, oh, and hey, then, I've seen you before. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit. Like, is that what they say when they see me? Like, oh, she's still here. <laughs> yeah. And I have had that happen, which is very embarrassing. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, single. Um, and I wouldn't say like ready to mingle. It's more just like I'm just I'm just paused. Yeah, I support that. I think yeah. taking a pause is really important. I also think dating apps should do something where they recognize who the regulars are and just force them all into a room together being like, all right, like there is compatibility here. You guys just need to actually have the conversation instead of just yeah. matching and not starting the conversation 18 times on seven different apps. Right? And I feel like I might look like, it's not a catfish, but I've changed my hair color a few times in the past two years. Like I go from blonde to brunette to very blonde. And so every time I come back, I can't help but think the regulars are like, is this girl just like, is, is it her? Is it just like a Photoshop version? I'm like, no, it's like my hair changed. Like, I don't know how to explain that. Like, <laughs> like is she me. testing me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I wish, it's funny you say talking about the regulars. I really wish the dating apps would do a better job of recognizing when I've matched with someone before. 
but I've swiped on thousands of people by this point. Right. right. And so I wish it would be like, Hey, no, you swapped, you swiped on Jake before. Um, and actually this is the last comment that was left because you know, it just starts yeah. a fresh thread. I'm like, Oh, can I just remember how this ended? Like totally. what was my opener or like maybe I exited cause it was bad or he did. I wish it would just do that little like memory refresh. Have you ever gone back to like your old matches and like start started conversations back up from them? No. So I delete my matches. If I, if like, if I don't see okay. it going anywhere, I know, I, I think that's a hot take. Cause I feel like there's people that have like paid, like they're scrolling endlessly. Like, Oh, these are all my matches from the last past few years. No, if we're not vibing after probably like five to seven days, we're gone. If we're huh. dead for a couple of, like couple of days after conversing for a while, we're gone. All right. I don't I, know. It feels weird. That is a hot take. Yeah. yeah I, th I think people are either like that or they're like the way I was where I would just leave. Yeah. Like you said, I'd, I'd have endless scrolling, um, which I feel bad saying because I do know there are people who struggle <laughs> to get matches. But, yeah. <laughs> um, remember, I am a content creator, so I was able to really craft my profile. Exactly. Um, in, in the way that would work. But that being said, um, no, I mean, that's interesting. But I do wonder if that is one of the reasons why you keep getting the same people again. Like if in the apps algorithm, it's like, okay, after 90 days, we can like refeed these fish to each other. Oh, there's something weird about the algorithm. I definitely have been served back people that I immediately have already either I've rejected or I've, I've had conversations with, or it's been like a really brief encounter. Um, so the ability to find someone again, if I'm like, oh, misconnection is definitely yeah. possible. But I think it's weird to strike up, strike up a conversation with someone that I've dismissed. If I saw you in public and I knew you sort of through a social group of friends, I wouldn't mind being like, hey, it's been a few months. How are you doing? But it feels weird on an app to be like, hey, how's your Monday? I don't right. actually give a shit about how your Monday is. Like, it, the, like <laughs> the small talk is really bad. And then to go crawling back feels odd. And from the male sure. side, I always feel like when they're coming back to me, they want something. They want like a mm. fast hookup. They're messaging me on a Friday night. I'm like, oh, you you think I'm going to come over? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Friday night thing is so tough because I remember there would be sometimes where I was on an app, like maybe I wasn't doing anything on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And I'm like, oh, but like, I feel like I can't actually message somebody right now because it's a Friday night. And what are they going to think of that? What are they going to think of me because of that? And the same thing with like a Saturday morning at like seven or 8am. If I woke up early, I'm like, wait, what does this say about me? If this is what I'm doing the second I wake up, are they going to judge me for that? <laughs> Precisely. And I think that's just like the way I operate as well. I think like I happen to be awake. Like, why wouldn't I message someone like, it's 6am. I took my dog out. Like, yeah, I just, I picked up my phone. And I decided to message you back, but they're like, Oh, does this person like wake up at 5am and run marathons? No, it's just like, just happens to me when I'm at my phone. Like it's right. just, maybe exactly. that's a, that's a very female thing. I find that like men use the excuse of not being on their phones. Cause like, you know, they're doing stuff. And I'm like, no, like I work on in a digital realm. I'm constantly on my phone for work or play. Like it's not a bad thing. So if I message you at any time of the day, like that's just how it is. Yeah, it's it's just the time of the day, like any other time it means yeah. nothing. Um, okay, so when you are when you were on the apps, I know we're on pause right now, but yeah. when you are swiping through, what makes you want to swipe left on someone, or what makes you excited for someone? Like, what's what are the boundaries here? What are the parameters? What are we looking for? What are we not looking for? Yeah. Um, so I think the apps have done a decent job of trying to somewhat screen the whole like shirtless selfies thing. Like, I feel like there's a bit of a rule now that's kind of like, you can't just blatantly have like no shirt on. Um, but any of those sort of overly vain profiles where it's just a bunch of abs, which is like cool for you. Like, that's great. But, like, I don't care. Um, those are immediate no's. I also think those are like fake accounts. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm good. It's like um, all mirror selfie of just the abs with like the flash is hitting the face. You can't actually see who the person is like one after the next. Yeah. And then they'll put something douchey in their uh, bio that says like, yes, ladies, it's real. I'm like, Ugh. oh my God. <laughs> That's a no. Um, no amount of information in it. So you put a few pictures, maybe two pictures or less. And then you have no bio that says like, we'll fill out later. Well, you took the time to write that could have used that time to like <laughs> write some details totally, so those, yeah. are no's. those are no's for me um anyone who makes like really shitty derogatory misogynistic comments out um if you're uh outwardly declaring your political views but they're like so polarizing good covid was interesting because it uh, uh, for a period of time there wasn't a vaccination declaration like there's a badge you can i think now add on a few of them so before that, it was really easy to weed out the ones who were like, if you're vaxxed, not for me. And I'm like, thanks. 
thanks for the like heads right up. Back at you, buddy. <laughs> we're really good um and then the yeses tend to be people that have you feel like they've spent a decent amount of time good photography plays a lot lot into it and i'm not talking about selfies i love well, the candid shots let me ask you a question here good yeah. photography so I know there are people who, if they don't have a lot of pictures, they'll go like hire someone to take pictures. So my question is good photography, but what does that mean to you? Does that mean, I know you said like candid pictures and stuff, but for me, if I saw somebody with a bunch of like professional, you could tell it was taken on a nice camera, (laughs) even if they were clearly like candidly posed to be dating app profiles, like that would always rub me the wrong way a little bit. Yes. And that's maybe that's very judgy. And it, it it's more of like, totally. did you not have a friend to take these pictures? I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of you go to a wedding and you're caught in like the, the candids that the photographer takes. So like those kind of shots um, yeah. that, that we obviously know are great, but they weren't posed. Yeah. Um, but yes, I've seen the ones where the guy's like leaning on a handrail at a glass building. And I'm like, yeah. are these your headshots? Did you put these on your profile? But like they were for work. Which is okay. And and I totally respect that where it's like they put a caption being like, this is what LinkedIn sees, something like that. Like we all have that LinkedIn picture. Like, yeah, throw it on your profile if you look good. And I don't know. I mean, I totally get the struggle, especially for guys where some just don't have a lot of pictures and, and, you know, you need six pictures to have a complete profile and you want to get those six. And, and I get going out and hiring someone for it, but I think you would a get much better pictures and have a much better experience. If you grab a friend, say, let's hit up these three spots. I'm going to bring three different shirts with me and (laughs) you're going to help me with my dating app profile. And I'm going to buy you dinner. Yes. I don't think men do that with each other, but they should. They should. Cause we would do it for our girlfriends. We do. Like every time we go out. (laughs) Exactly. We naturally, even if it's not for dating profile, we'll naturally be the photographer. But like they won't be Instagram boyfriends for each other. Like that's yeah. that's what they need. They to should do. be. We need to break that that <laughs> stigma. We gotta we gotta have that happen. Yeah. So the so the good photos. Yeah, you're right. There's a bit of a caveat. It's like the awkward ones. That's like you did a whole shoot with a photographer, like on a beach, on a trail, in front of buildings, and I'm like, not leaning on the tree. This isn't a high school senior yeah, portrait. I have some questions. I'm not sure I'm into it. Um, yeah. I like a a witty intro line. Not to say intro line, but someone who like took the time to write something. Please don't use shorthand. Um, <laughs> not not in high school. Um, and then someone who at least takes off a few of the like badges that makes like clear some basic profile information. Mm-hmm. Um, age, not necessarily like height, but tell me a bit about like, do you like pets? Are you what are you looking for? But that is super interesting because the what are you looking for is like a farce on the apps. Mm-hmm. Yes, no one, it is. The, the people that say don't know what I'm looking for. No, they like, they know, they they know. So then they always put relationship because that's pretty much the only other option. I think the other one is like marriage. That's like our generation doesn't relate to af- af- actively chasing marriage, not for men at least. And so you're stuck in this like, oh, don't know what I'm looking for or... You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 
$10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi-infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed looking for a relationship and then you talk to them and you're like "Mm, actually none of those things is what you're looking for (laughs) yeah I try to use that as my filter but it's tough when you want to be intentional on the apps and so you only match with people who say they're looking for a relationship but to your point some people say that because they don't want to say they don't know because if they say they don't know then they're not going to get the people who are like down to hang out and and go on a few dates and maybe have a not go somewhere. But yes. if you say you're looking for a relationship that everyone's going to assume you're looking for a relationship. And if you're not, then you're going to hurt people. And it's so, <laughs> there's no way to win. It's so hard out here. It is so hard. Oh wait. And there's a third option. I think it says something casual, <laughs> which is pretty much don't want to, don't know what I'm looking for. It's one in the same. But yeah. Guys, if you're my- looking for something and you match with someone that says something casual, and then you are shocked to find out that they're not looking for something serious, that is on you. <laughs> <laughs> I take that one. Yep. I, yep. For take sure. Accountability there. Yeah. <laughs> what about in the prompts? What do you like to see and what do you not want to see? Yeah. So I think Bumble's prompts are newer than Hinge's prompts. I was on both. Um, oh, again, it's a funny, well thought out answer. It doesn't have to be long. 
but just something that like catches my attention. I haven't been on Hinge in the days of the voice prompts, by the way. So I've missed that. I wasn't on. But you've seen it on Instagram. I've seen it everywhere. (laughs) It's very funny. I don't know that how I would compete because I, I can't imagine I would say something that's not like completely embarrassing. Um, But yeah, for the, for the prompts, I like the whole, like, not the cliche, what I order for the table. The responses are all the same or I'm ultra competitive about everything 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 like please like some and I actually don't even like that prompt in general I actually don't care to know what you're competitive about like tell me offline um I like understanding uh a little bit like what would your teacher say about you I think that's very funny because I I love to see the kids who were probably like the the naughty kids in grade three and like what they've become and oftentimes I can relate to this we're very much the same yeah if we were talkative as a child in class and the chatty Kathy we're still that person today. So I, I think that always tells like a little bit of insight that I think is very funny. Totally. Um, I don't love hearing about the first date prompts because I always think, again, that's so it's it's very cliche. It's typically like, you know, coffee or a drink or a long walk. Um, it, it doesn't really do much for me. So just yeah. I'm looking for something unusual. And you, the prompts are very generic. There's only so many of them. But I like someone who takes a generic prompt and gives a very creative answer that you wouldn't have maybe otherwise come up with. Sort of like working with what you have. Totally. And showing your personality through that. Like that's what the yes. prompts are there for, which people forget. They're sometimes like, oh, I have to answer these stupid questions. Like, let me just come up with the funny thing to say or something that's going to like give the wow factor. But like you you want to be funny and share something about you. You want to give the wow yes. factor and tell them something about your personality and who you are. And I think that's the biggest downfall is people forget to do that. Yes. And they just fill it out to fill it out. And they're not actually thinking like, oh, this is my resume for a significant other. <laughs> and I need to give somebody a reason to swipe right on me, a reason to want to go out on a date with me. And I do understand that's very hard. Yes. Given the fact that I worked at Hinge for over two years. I understand that's very hard. Yeah. Um, it's part of the reason I do what I do now. And I, I help people with their dating app profiles because it, even for me as, as a content creator, it was really difficult. Right. And the apps kind of expect each of us to be a content creator for ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Which is, yeah, tough if we're not really. So hard for right. anyone. Right. It's like when someone says like about, you have to fill out like an about me section for something. <laughs> like, oh, Okay, I don't know the first thing about me. What am I supposed to say here? Like nothing, brain's coming up empty. Nope. Yeah, recently I was asked to say what I was passionate about at work. It's not that I'm not passionate about things. It's just that like on the spot, I didn't feel like disclosing what I thought was like fairly private or maybe uninteresting to the masses. Right. And like, (laughs) yeah. Or like I'm passionate about when I get to sign off at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to be that honest, but yeah. No, it can't Good answer though. Yeah. Okay. So I have to ask, tell me about this friends with benefits situation. Where did this begin? How have you continued it for a year? Cause I think that's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, someone I met on Bumble, uh, didn't meet under the guise of, uh, friends with benefits. That's just how it's sort of naturally, we, we were dating for a couple months. Um, and this person was off of an engagement, had lived with the person and I'm talking like spent most of their 20s with this person. So it was a really long time. And I was one of the first people they've met. So they missed a a key portion of their like adulthood with one person where it didn't work out. And so they haven't really got to explore and and meet a, a variety of different people. And so I came in, we really meshed, we get along very well. He's a lovely person. He's very transparent about the fact that he's not ready to do something serious and and lock it down and I and pardon me I didn't get it at the time because I was interested in him um over the time that I've known him now I can appreciate his honesty um and we've come and gone like there's been times where I haven't seen him because I've been seeing someone a little bit more consistently and I feel like it's wrong to keep seeing him so I'll just ping him and be like hey I'm sorry I'm seeing someone like just a heads up if you don't hear from me and he's super cool about it and then we can come back. Like, it's also not awkward, <laughs> unlike the apps, for me to circle back and be like, hey, that didn't work out. How are you doing? Yeah, I <laughs> and love we have that. A, we have a good rapport. Um, mm-hmm. Now, friends and family have a different take on this because they think it's toxic to have someone kept around that's stringing me along. But I know what the intentions are. So I'm very clear on my expectations moving forward as to what can happen. Um, yeah. And and for me, the the companionship 
the the friendship that we have, I I'm okay with it the way the way it is. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion and I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me, I always choose comfort over how something looks, but with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right, so we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. How did you transition from having feelings for him, being interested in him, to hearing him out, finally kind of digesting and understanding his perspective and saying, okay, I can accept this for what it is and I can look elsewhere and not feel like emotionally attached to this person? Yeah. So we had a few, un- this is unusual for me, but we had a few pretty mature conversations in person, which I really appreciated. Like he took the time to be like, hey, can we talk? And we just sort of laid it out. And he expressed how he was feeling, that he was a bit stressed and overwhelmed with other things outside of dating, but also in the dating, he felt like he wasn't um, putting in what he should. And that's fair. And again, a very mature conversation. I was like, listen, I'm not here to pressure you. Um, I really enjoy the time we spend and I'm not putting um, a label on it, nor am I putting a time frame on it. And I'm, I say that to most of the people I meet because I, I truly mean that. I don't have some like goalposts I need to meet in a certain time frame. <laughs> My ovaries are not tingling. So uh, we had those conversations a few times. Um, at some point in the summer last year, we did part ways because uh, he just was like, listen, I think I need to step back entirely. And I'm like, that's totally cool. He's like, maybe I'll come back to you and we can like start hanging out again. We'll see what happens. He did exactly that. We ended up going on a walk and had a really good conversation again. It was like talking to someone very familiar. And he said, can we try this? You're going to laugh at this one. This casually committed <laughs> approach, which I was why I still call it friends with benefits. This casually committed is casually committed. Laughable. That's new. Yeah. I'm like casually committed, meaning you're locking me down, but it's still casual. Anyway, I... That's to me just like kills me every time I say that's it. That's the biggest oxymoron I've ever heard. Casually committed. 
I, knew I get it. I get it. I get it. I knew what he meant. And again, for me, it's just about transparency. Uh, so through last summer, we were both like, again, hilariously, casually dating other people. So I'm talking about a bunch of first dates that either didn't go anywhere, maybe some second dates, um, where I was more just doing these like meet and greets. And we would actually come together when we would spend time together and break down how each one went, which was super funny because we awesome. know each other. And so we're able to uh, tell the stories without judgment. And and he would say something like an ick that came up with a, a woman he's met. And I would laugh and I'd be like, oh, that's so not you. Like, of course you wouldn't like that. Like, that's not what, the type of food you eat. And it was very relatable. Whereas I can't, I can do that with my girlfriends to an extent, but uh, actually my entire friend group is married or in long-term relationships. So like they can't quite relate to this era of, of dating and the manner in which it, it, it comes to be. So having him to relate to, to express these stories was super funny. And it, it probably brought us a bit closer. Totally. So. I love that. I think it's so important to have a guy friend like that or, or a friend of the opposite sex or your desired sex to talk about these things with because I'm sure you've also in hearing his ups and downs with women I'm sure you've learned things about what a guy that you'd be interested in would or would not want yes I love you're gonna you're gonna think I'm crazy for this one I've actually dabbled on the other side I've I've made a profile as a man on Bumble to see what the women are serving up in my city shut up um, oh my god why was this not the subject line of your email oh okay thank god I we feel, got here I feel <laughs> I feel really strongly that the and I, it's a known thing the, the ratio in my city is heavily skewed towards more women than men available but I was consistently hearing feedback from dates or people I knew um more uh, closely that the woman it was slim pickings and that like the women were like sort of trash and I was thinking like there's no way. There's no way. So made a profile, had to use a different phone number. It was very complicated, by the way, to add a photo that wasn't a stock photo that would be flagged as spam. So be like, wow, this is really funny, but we found well, a picture. I'd love to hear that, but. <laughs> right. So my sister did some travels in Europe a few years ago. So we went deep into her tourist pictures and we found a man in the background of some chocolate shop in like Germany and we, oh it was God. blurry enough, but like close enough that Bumble would accept it. And we just oh named him the fake God. name. Oh my God. And our what entire person. name? I don't, like Pierre. Like it, it sounded cool. A bit like suave. And we were like, this one will work. And he was 32, I think. We were just picking a random age that we thought was suitable. Um, his bio was empty, but we had a bunch of interests chosen in case there were filters on. I'm crying. I know. And we weren't <laughs> oh going to select God. anyone. The, the idea was to see what the algorithm would continue to serve up in the first, like, whatever, 100 matches. So we were saying no to everyone, but it allowed us to view. And let me just say this. Out of probably over 100 people we swiped on, 95% top tier. Like, the, from the profiles that we could see, I was like, these women are amazing. The, like it's the whole trash like idea non-existent they wow. were accomplished they were beautiful their profiles were complete um they were articulate they looked fun like I wanted to be friends with these women and then, again I think our age range was like 28 to 32 and they were within my I think we were within a 10 kilometer radius like it was a small group top notch there were a few profiles that stood out as like absolutely atrocious and I, I can't imagine they get much traction but the rest of them I was like I can't see the problem. They must be intimidated because these women are all great. All yeah. great. Wow. Um, That's yeah. really interesting and really cool. Yeah. And I, I wasn't intimidated. It wasn't me being like, ah, oh, shit, like I can't compete. It was just like, I'm really impressed by the caliber of these people. Like we're talking like great education, even if not super accomplished in their career. It's an interesting side to see the female side because um, we're a little bit more discreet about our career probably because we don't want to be stalked. So we don't like, whereas men will list their employer freely, which is fascinating to me. Um, we're a bit more generic. So we might say like doctor, but we don't say like doctor where and what discipline you study or practice. Um, but they'll list their degree, their highest level education. Again, the women far outweigh the men in terms of post-secondary um, or just like any sort of educational pursuits. The photos, chef's kiss, like... <laughs> I think some women must travel Europe with a photographer in tow. Like, I know you can do that. You can hire someone on site, like, who will come follow you around. Greatest photos ever. So picturesque. Probably to the point where they all, some of them just look the same. Like, they're all clearly in Thailand with the elephants. Always. But just, but just great. 
I was not disappointed. And then on the male side, it was just like, oh, face palm. These are not. <laughs> it's not balanced. I think every guy listening to this right now is about to pick up and move to Toronto. <laughs> just un- unbelievable and again I've, on the flip side I've also heard from men who've met these women who are accomplished from what I could see and they're like no there's a reason they're accomplished but they're actually cr- like they're a bit crazy so like <laughs> you can't have it all I get it yeah um, yeah but yeah, yeah I wish I wish I could have done that sooner because for me I was like oh like here's what I could add to my profile to give it a bit more substance um but also like th- this is these are my like my ladies in in crime like we're we're in this together also still unsuccessful (laughs) I love that your uh, outlook on it wasn't jealousy or intimidation or fear of like how can I compete because I feel like that would be my first instinct and my first thought is like oh my god how am I ever going to meet someone when all of these people are out here? And I did feel that way when I would take my guys friends phones and look and swipe for them. I'd be like, no wonder I'm single. Like I am not as hot as these people. I'm not as cool as these people, but obviously like that's not, that's the wrong way to look at it because you're not necessarily looking for the same exact thing as those people. And there is somebody out there for everyone. And yeah, like just because someone seems cool doesn't mean they're actually cool. But Fair. I, yeah, it's really impressive to me how that wasn't your takeaway from it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't worth it. I, again, I was more thinking like, I would love to bump into these women in public. Like I'd love to go to brunch and like have these people at a table next to me. Like they looked, they looked fun. They looked great. You know, there is Bumble BFF for that. You didn't need to make Pierre. I know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love my friend circle. I don't, I, part of me is like, yeah. do I expand it or do I keep with my, I love my group of friends. So. Yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. How has it been for you being the only single one in your group of friends? Yeah. I've been single for the majority of my twenties. I actually only had two relationships over a couple years each. Um, and all my friends met their partners in university or just after. So I'm talking like marriage for a while or like common law for over a decade. So they never had the apps. They never, they, we, we all met at wow. campus bars. Like, we, <laughs> um, and so they watch my life with fascination because they can't imagine one like in a positive they're like we can't imagine this option like you're in a sears catalog of men flipping through like with excitement to like pick your your top qualities and physical traits on the flip side they see how overwhelming and taxing it is they see the disappointment when i like have a conversation that goes nowhere or i meet someone and it falls flat they see all of that and admittedly my one of my best girlfriends she's married and she said if i were to become single tomorrow I'd be a nun because I said, I I simply can't imagine joining this pool. I wouldn't know how to handle myself. I'd be too awkward. She's like, I see the conversations you have with men that like are very forward and crass and gross. And she said like, you handle that like a champ, but I would not be able to sort of tread through those nasty swamp waters of like gross, (laughs) gross candidates. So I got it. It is tough because I I have seen friends who have been in that situation where they were dating somebody since college or even before. And then all of a sudden, then they're like 20s, something goes wrong. They're suddenly single for the first time ever. And I've talked to people who have come on unfiltered too to be like, yeah, I I was married and now I'm single for the first time at 27. And it's, it's a whole new world right out there. (laughs) And you're walking in like a little alien being like, wait a second, I don't speak this language. No, I don't. Yeah, we don't communicate with people. And and it's also volume. If we were to meet people in university at a bar as a like common situation, we weren't talking to 10 people that night in the bar actively. We were probably right. honing in on like one person and spending like an hour with them drinking, whatever, exchanging numbers. On the apps, you can match with 10 people in a night and talk to 10 people, Yeah, which is overwhelming. But that it's so different the volume and like the sort of obviously as the volume goes up the quality goes down <laughs> yeah it really is a, like a skill you need to learn and, and I think that's kind of where as intimidating as it is to go into that if anyone is in that position like it takes time we didn't just like download the app and hit the ground running when we first started either no it takes time it's like a muscle you got to build up and like flex <laughs> Right. I feel like I'm constantly retraining myself on how to 
handle it when I download the apps. I go through yeah. cycles. Every few months I, I delete them because I'm either seeing someone or just not interested. I go back and I'm like, brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another round. <laughs> yeah, I would try and make rules for myself. Like, okay, I'm only going to swipe on like 10 people today. And then five hours later. <laughs> yes. But it, yes. It's hard because sometimes you're like, okay, I want to take it slow, but then you're like, okay, but I need a match. Like I want to go on a date with somebody this week. And then the problem happens when you end up, I think like having too many options, which is of course an amazing position to be in, but sometimes sure. even like three matches at once ends up being too many options. Cause you can't actually give your energy and your, like almost brain capacity to each of these people equally. And you yes. end up just rolling with one, seeing how it goes. And then if the conversation dies out with the other two, you probably don't pick it back up. And maybe one of, maybe your person was one of those two people. <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly what I think. Oh yeah. That's, that's a tough one. Also, I, I'm someone, and I don't know if you're, what your hot take on this is, but I don't do such short small talk and then meet up with someone I usually like to suss them out a little bit longer on the apps before I go meet them in person or give out my phone number so when I'm talking to multiple people and I know that you have a brother but like they have two sisters and the other one's parents are divorced you know how hard it is to keep that information separate in my brain like I I should make a spreadsheet at this point I that it becomes very challenging like oh what's your favorite color and I'm not saying at this point I'm asking colors but like those basic get to know questions like, oh, you're a financial analyst, but you're a financial trader and you're a day trader, but you work in Bitcoin. And like, wow, these are all very similar. And you all have like names that start with J and you're all around the same age. You probably could live in the same building. How do I keep that separate? <laughs> That's, That's exactly it. That's exactly. That is modern day. <laughs> right? That Everything you just said. <laughs> that is dating in 2022. And then you think you're like horrified when you meet them on a date because you're thinking, yeah, so you have a sister named Emily, right? And they're like, no. And then you have to do this sort of awkward, but I could have sworn you said her name was Emily. Was it not Emily? Was it Hannah? Like, <laughs> And it's like, of course you're talking to other people. So are they. But you, exactly. when we go on these dates and we pretend that we're not, we pretend they're the only person we've ever spoken to in our lives. <laughs> Precisely. That's, that's the problem. I think we, it's like the elephant and we don't talk about it. Some, some nope. we do, some we don't. But yeah, you go on this date and you're thinking like, this is it. This could end up as the final, this is the final rose. This is the, the last first date, the last first date. And then you're like, actually, JK, um, this one didn't, this one didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever talk about dating on your dates? Uh, I do if I'm asked. Um, I don't, I'm not always that forthcoming with it. Cause again, there's some people that are really sensitive to which is probably not my person if they're overly sensitive to my dating exploits, but it typically comes up in like, oh, tell me about your worst date or um, how long is your last relationship? And that's kind of where it, it comes from. And I'll, again, I'll gauge how much information I should disclose. It's interesting you say that because my friends with benefits situation has come up a few times, not from me volunteering it, but it just, I'm also not going to lie about it. Right. Um, and I've had some particularly nasty reactions to it. I've also had some very positive reactions to it. Like people who are like, do you like, that's awesome. Like good for you. And then I've had some really like light, like uh, flip of a switch behavior on the date where it like was just 180 completely down the shitter because they found that information Ouch. out. Yeah. That's it. I, the, the reason I ask is I think those conversations are really telling yeah. of someone's personality, someone's intentions. And I think even though some of those went right down the shitter, like I think yeah. that was a sign for you. Like, okay, this is not the right person and check like onto the next. Yeah. But I loved talking about dating when I was going on first dates. And of course I work in dating. So that's a very yeah. unique thing and it would <laughs> naturally come up. But even before it was about like, oh, like my dating podcast, whatever, I would just kind of ask, like, especially during COVID, like, oh, how's your dating life been during quarantine? Because it's just such an interesting thing. It's like, we're all trying really hard in a really difficult time. And I think it also tells you a lot about the person in their response of like, yeah, you know, like I have really been looking for something and that's been difficult because of X, Y, Z thing. And so I've gone on some dates here or there, but nothing's panned out, but yeah. I'm really trying to be more intentional. You know, like you just, the, people's answers I feel like tell you so much about them. Yes, a hundred percent. And uh, not to harp on COVID dating, but 
Um, I've met people who disclose their dating style, which I find is really interesting, where like men will say, um, oh, yeah, I only meet women normally for like 20 minute coffee dates. Um, and then like I assess them out and then I'll determine if I need another one. And those are people I obviously don't meet in person, but I, I'm talking to them on the app and they disclose yeah. this. And I think that's probably why it's not successful for you because you're treating this like a transaction and you're, and you're just high in volume and nothing's right. sticking. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I like, I like to understand someone who'll say, you know, I'm really overwhelmed with, I'm really busy with work. I travel a lot. So um, I only have time for like a, a few people at a time and I see them when I can, but I make sure the quality time is really good, et cetera, et cetera. Again, that's transparency. It tells me a bit about your work ethic and your like your balance of yep. of schedule. Um, or or the people who are very cavalier and casual about it, like, ah, like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like I hook up with girls occasionally. It's, again, it's gross. It's not really what you want to hear. Um, and then you get the people who are just really intense. I'm looking for my wife. Yeah. Mm, well, it's like, not it's not me when you ask it like that. I'm not proper. Right. So. Like, uh, do you see her in this room? <laughs> <laughs> Across from you? Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. What have your, okay, like best and worst dates been over the last few years? Okay, I'll start at worst because the, the, then the best makes more sense. Okay, great. Um, Let's do it. Years ago, I went on a date. I just adopted a dog. She's a fairly big dog and she looks a little intimidating. So I'm very open about that on my profile. Like, I'll get I'll get to that after. But I went on a date with someone um, who was just awful for a number of reasons. Not standout awful. Like, he, his behavior wasn't bad. It was just everything about his personality was just, like, insane. To quote one of the things he said, because it still boggles my mind. He worked for one of the big four consultancies. And I guess, in part of their health benefits... Um, they give a certain allocation, financial allocation towards adoption. If you wanted to pursue international adoption, like they would pay 20,000 towards adoption efforts. And he said he wanted to maximize his benefits. So he was going to adopt a baby just to make sure that he got. And I was like, sorry, sir, what? Wait, and he was what? very serious about this. Shut up. Like, to be clear, it pays for a part of the adoption. It's not like they give you 20,000 cash as an example and be like, you know, get a baby if you can. Like, <laughs> you'd actually have to, to adopt a child. To maximize the benefit. And I thought, like, this what is, this can't fuck? be real. Yeah. So crazy day and like, could not rush out of there fast enough. So I get my Uber, hop in it, and I'm just like, bye, see you later. Like, no, no I don't even I still him. dropped. I'm not yeah, okay. <laughs> it was shocking. Also, just at the uh, like stage here, I fell getting out of my cab on the way to the bar because it was Cobblestone Street and I was wearing heels and I skinned my knee. And so I came into the bar with a bloody knee and he couldn't give a shit about it. Like he was like, not even, not even like, can I get you a napkin? Like I was like, what's he going to do when his little baby skins their <sighs> knee? Get another I really one. Hope, I really, yeah. really hope that <laughs> these adoption agencies were like, uh-uh, you are not fit to be a parent. No, sir. We do not have a sale on children this year, but yeah, I hope, I hope not. Jesus. He, was, he was so bad. So wait, so then we leave the date. I'm like, okay, peace out. Bye. And no joke, I think I saw him on a Friday. On the Sunday, took a good like 48 hours. I get a text from him. I still remember this clear day. And it says, I'm willing to compromise on the dog. At some point during our date, he was like, I hate dogs. And I was like, amazing. Because my profile definitely just goes, I have one. And like, she's not going anywhere. But his text only just said, I'm willing to compromise on the dog. Didn't just go, didn't want to talk about like, the adoption or any other of the faults that he had during the date. It was just like, we can talk about the dog. That is the weirdest follow-up right? text I've ever heard. Because it sounds like it wasn't in a sarcastic, funny way. Like he, yeah, was being he was dead serious. He thought about it. He had two days to think about it. And he thought, this is the best thing I can send to get her attention. Like, she will respond. So oh, now you? on my profile, I write, no, I didn't. I write, dog and I are package deal. And it's meant to be funny. But it's also an homage to this man, whose name I can't even remember at this point, um, who told me that he was willing to compromise and, like, you know, maybe the dog could stay. Can you imagine that, that is wild yeah yeah I still sticks that in my mind uh fresh and I'm talking like this is uh, like this is when the apps were fairly new like when if Bumble anybody was, like, here who is listening says this story sounds familiar I think I know this man please <laughs> let me know because I need to talk to him <laughs> I have so many questions he I think he needs therapy first but yes uh-huh he definitely needs to talk oh, yes. to <laughs> someone anyone yeah, anyone anyone he's probably oh, married with God. kids now i have no idea 
maybe is he his own kids are adopted kids i don't know i don't know if the big four gave him like a break on the fees for like biological children so i'm not oh my god i know i know so then this sets the stage for my best date um i've had a few but they typically the best date feeling for me is obviously a, a night where the time is of no matter to me and i'm someone who when i go on dates my phone is not, it's not off but it's like off the table my alerts are off like I don't need to be contacted. I'm good. I usually tell people where I am, so it's fine. Um, but where time passes and and you're just like this, I feel like I've known you for years. And I've had a few of those um, in the past few years. Very memorable to me. Um, kind of like wake up with the sunrise. Like we meet at night and like, when I say wake up, sorry, we don't go to bed. Yeah. And we we stay up until the sun's coming up and we're like, oh my gosh, look at the time that's passed. Those those to me are my favorite. Like where, where you meet someone and you're like, where have you been? Like how has it taken this long for us to like cross paths? Like we live in the small city, <laughs> not small, but relatively small city. And I'm thinking like, you are like a great person, not my husband, but I'm like, we are like kindred spirits. This is my twin flame in the, in the flesh. Those, those are my favorite dates. Um, I met someone at the back half of 2020 on a whim. I didn't know he was traveling to my city. So I thought he was a a resident unfortunately he's from the other side of the country um i had an amazing first date with him and because of uh covid it was lockdowns in my city so he had to come over on my first date which is probably a bit bold but we've super done comfortable. it we've he was, done it at this point he was lovely um and then for a week after when he was still in the province like when he's still in the city um visiting family i saw him a few times which was like chef's kiss amazing it was like this little bubble of bliss uh it was so great he left we loosely stayed in touch um over 2021 every month every month or two we'd have conversations like we time difference is really big three hours so occasionally middle of the night we'd catch each other and he worked shifts and we'd talk for a couple hours like on on chat which i which i loved and i actually managed to convince him to come back uh, in the fall of last year and he came back for a trip just to see me for uh, wow. a week Aww. and it was awesome now he's gone again so <laughs> um but I thoroughly enjoyed one the like intention and the dedication um the clear intention he had of being like no I'm coming to visit you yeah. and we're gonna spend time together and I love that what was it about that first night with him that attracted you to him and his personality and his whole package so one uh he was so much cuter than his profile picture and like, I don't I don't remember what struck my eye about his profile I think he said something like very like sweet um and then we just had a good conversation he's like hey do you want to meet up for drinks tomorrow again I usually don't accept a 24-hour notice but for some reason I was like compelled to do it and he showed up in person and he was just he was so he was so sweet. He came in with his mask. I live in a condo building. Wore his mask. And he's like, do, do you want me to keep this on? And I was like, no, like <laughs> you're in my home. It's fine. Like I wasn't going to meet you with it. But he was just very gentlemanly, uh, very polite. And then our conversation flowed. And I, I think we could both tell we were a bit, a little bit nervous, both of us. We were sort of, sort of dipping our toes and figuring out what boundaries were. Um, again, we were supposed to do this distancing, strangers. You're like sitting on my couch and I mean, there could be six feet. There doesn't have to be six feet, but it was, it was that mutual awkwardness that kind of brought us together. And then I don't remember what specifically tipped it off. Um, but like something happened and it was like instantly great. And we turned it into a really hot makeout session, blah, 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 blah. And it was great. And there, again, the concept of time gone, yeah, non-existent, um, just so comfortable and, and it, at that point, maybe it was some champagne talking that 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 made that transition for us. Um, but there was something about him that was very unusual. Um, probably his line of work makes it unusual. We we come from such different career paths, and I love meeting people that don't work in my field. I thoroughly enjoy it. I ask a ton of questions. In this case, I'm particularly fascinated about it, so I was like asking a bunch, and just the way he was. Uh, answering my questions and giving me insight, but also not not talking to me like it was Shaw. Um, right. I really, I really liked it, and he was just he was just sweet, and he was very clear with his intentions. I I love that. 
Yeah, I love all of that. That all sounds like so just like I'm smiling hearing you say that. And the worst part is, uh, so I don't take pictures of my dates. That's fucking weird. But I, in my mind, I was struggling to remember what he looked like when he left. Cause I was thinking like, I only have your dating profile, which I like screenshot, but like it didn't represent what you look like in person. So I grabbed one picture of him and it was a joke because he was standing on a street corner while I was in my car and he was taking a picture of something very funny. And so I took a picture of him taking a picture of the sign and I made that my, his like contact, contact card in my phone, Aww. which I loved. And I sent it to him. He knew I had the picture. And so when he came back for this trip uh, in the fall, I was like, you have to take a picture of this man. No one will believe he came. It'll seem like you made up this whole trip. Didn't exist. So when I made sure I had family meet him by chance, I, my brother-in-law gave us access to parking in his building. So they met. So I was like, Hey, he's real. You know, he's real. I didn't make this up. And then we went out to dinner and we took, uh, again, I took a picture of him because it was like beautiful patio and he took one of me. And if you look at them side by side, it looks like we're, well, we look like we're at dinner together. They're such great snapshots in time. Like they're black and white pictures and we just look both so happy. And I love that. I love that. It's also just such a good kind of bookmark of like, this is me feeling happy with somebody else. And this is what I'm out here dealing with all this shit and dating like to achieve. Yes. And, and it's funny. So one of the, I planned all our nights out when he was here. Um, and on one of our nights, we went out downtown pouring rain. I'm talking like when you like can't see in front of your face, it's just like so heavy. Ruined all my outfit aspirations. I had this like very cute attire planned. Didn't, didn't pan out. We're walking downtown, killing time for our dinner reservation. And he's holding my umbrella at some point. And I have like this really large rainbow umbrella. Um, and we're standing on a street corner. He's holding it. He's a little bit taller than me, so it makes sense like he, that he would hold it as a taller person. And a complete random stranger, younger girl on the street says, uh, you're living my dream. And I was like, sorry, what? And she's like, this? You're living my dream. Simply because this guy was holding the umbrella for me. And <laughs> so we start laughing with her. And she's standing there with her like tiny little folding umbrella. Um, and he steps in and he said, no, like you're going to find this too. Like you're going to get, like he was, he was actually really nice. I think he took it too literal. Like I was like, it's fine. She just said it. Like you don't have to overthink it. And he's like, no, no, like you will find someone who wants to do this for you too. And that stuck in my mind. It still sticks in my mind that someone came up to me, a complete stranger and said, you're living my dream without knowing who I am, what my story is. Um, and the rest of that night he kept asking in, je in jest being like, are you living your dream? And I was like, actually, I am like right in this moment. Yeah. This to me is my like dream come to come to life. Not not a moment in a few days when you leave. But yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. when I'm devastated. But in this moment, like I'm very content. This is like what I could all I could have imagined for this night and more. Yeah, Ugh, I love that. And I love that that positive experience is kind of sandwiched in the middle of all of your other experiences because it does remind you what you're out here looking for and why you're doing all this. And I think that's so important, whether it's our own experiences or someone else's that we admire and that we look up to and want. I think having that reminder is so crucial because it is so hard. Yes. You need those pockets of good, at least, at least to keep you going yeah, <laughs> and not exactly. get completely jaded. Um, yeah. And I, I hold on to that. I have no ill will towards him. The, the distance is really what kills any hope of building a, a, a relationship or uh, any sort yes. of friendship further. Should he come back again? And he will. He has family here. He does come back periodically. He knows where to find me. Yeah. We're, we, he just messaged me last week. So I hear from him. It's just nothing that I can make serious. So Yeah. But you're not holding on to it that yeah, as if it were, you know, Correct. you're very practical and realistic about it. And oh. I really admire that. Yeah, 100%. Could I relocate to his province? In fact, I could, but I won't. I'm, I'm not I'm not crazy. Um, I do actually have a different uh, career that's allowing me to relocate to one of which is his province, um, which makes it fun. If I wanted to travel and work, I could do it from his location. But no, I'm not uh, I'm not psycho. So <laughs> I'm not psycho. I love that. Uh, this has been incredible. I have absolutely loved this conversation. I have to ask you, and I usually don't ask unfiltered guests this question, but I feel like you're just going to have a really great answer. Um, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Ooh, trust your gut. And I, I realize that's actually very common, 
but I think we tend to put a lot of our sort of like fears or like that little that little annoying gnat that's like mm, think again we put it aside we push it and we're like no maybe we're being unreasonable no you're not being unreasonable if something feels off it's off and I say that for meeting people in person but I also say that for people you're messaging if you don't feel comfortable nix it yeah. um because you deserve to not feel uncomfortable and get your boundaries pushed where you don't want them I think that's the best I can advice I struggle to take my own advice I take it hard now and it it leads to a lot less heartbreak and and disappointment 1000 yeah. percent. well on that note thank you again so so much for being here to everyone who tuned in thank you don't forget to send this episode to a friend who would benefit from hearing it share it on your story if you loved it and of course if there's something you want to talk about on unfiltered shoot me an email at seeing other people podcast at gmail.com we'll talk to you soon Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!